My heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hi, this is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so So excited to be here with you again. Are you enjoying listening to the program? I hope you are because I'm having a great time recording it. And I I just love um, sharing good information about the word of God in terms of our finances. Because really, if you can trust God with your finances, you really can trust him with anything. And for those of you who are fairly new to Lift Off Your Finances, Lift Off Your Finances is really um, a program based on two concepts. The first is biblical principles plus practical tips. And I always say that biblical wisdom and practical tips equals financial transformation. And I like to say that because most often we focus on one of these two areas. You have some who say, I'm just going to pray all this debt away and, you know, Maybe a miracle could happen. You could win the lotto or something like that. But more often than not, you have to take some steps, too, along with those prayers. And then others who say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps and just take care of this debt. You know, and you do this on your own and you leave out the greatest force in the universe who can help make all things work in your favor to where you can effectively learn and get out of these challenges. And again, if you're a person who's doing really well financially, you know, just thanking God for his goodness and, and spending time with him, asking for wisdom as you continue forward with this in your financial journey and your life journey, you know, the Lord can increase you even more and, and not just for personal reasons, but to help others. So I hope that you're enjoying Lift Off Your Finances and that these principles are meaningful to you. If you're enjoying what you're hearing um, today, we're going to focus on tax season. So you definitely want to know that. So everything I'm talking about with tax season and about lifting off your finances in general, you can find more details on my website. It is myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net. And on this website, you'll learn more about the program. You'll learn more about me. Um, You'll learn about um, all kinds of tips and resources to help you with your finances. But as I mentioned before, the hot topic right now is tax season. It's hard to believe we're already not coming on it, but we're in it. (laughs) Time is already flying. And so my hope is that many of you are already done. You you filed your taxes, you've gotten a tax refund, and you're doing well. But the reality is, is that a lot of people still are working on this. So um, if you're waiting to do your taxes, I hope that today's uh, message will help you. And if you're already done with your taxes, you know, spread the word to someone else. Uh, send them back to myliftoff.net so they can get some tips. So let's get started, first of all, with um, talking about how most people feel about tax season and you you can think about where am I in this uh, camp uh, most people are in the camp of hey I'm looking forward to tax season I'm going to get a good refund or you have a lot of people who feel like I'm dreading tax season because I think I owe the government 
And that is a scary place to be. <laughs> it really is. But you know what? No matter where you are, um, it's something that we have to address, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today, our practical tips to help you if you're in either one of these categories, as well as inspiration from the Word of God to help you um, while you make these decisions. So let's talk about um, the first thing, which is if you're in the first category, which is you're looking forward to tax season because you know you're going to get a refund or you anticipate a refund. And, I, you know, there's different um, perspectives on tax refunds. I've read it many times that some say if you're getting a refund, that's not good because you're putting away too much money that you could be using year round. And that certainly is a perspective. I think that if you're someone who's super financially savvy and really on top of things, you can calculate that. Um, And I would say even with the help of a tax professional, I would recommend that just to be safe, that you're not paying too few taxes. But, you know, that is a one way. But I, I find that most people are doing a generic calculation. And depending on where you are with your other obligations, you will get a tax refund. And tax refunds, to me, I like them because um, a lot of times they feel like a surprise. And for those of you who are familiar with lift off your finances, a key principle with lift off your finances is the concept of a windfall. So I want to refresh your memory on what that is. So... With lift off your finances, we're always talking about knowing where your money is, tracking your pay periods, knowing how much income you're bringing in, knowing your bottom line. Well, a windfall is super special because basically this is money that comes into your life that you've not accounted for. And so think about that. You know, a lot of times people will say, I can't save anything um, for good reason. You know, they have a lot of responsibilities or they'll say, I just at the end of the month, you know, I just don't have anything extra. Well, we all receive windfalls by the grace of God. And a windfall, again, is any unexpected money that you receive. And when I say unexpected money, that means that it's not money that came from your paycheck or from some other method that you were anticipating. So let me give you some examples of windfalls and tell you how that relates to tax season. So, you know, we had the Christmas holidays not too far away from now. And let's say you bought a television for $400. And then after Christmas, it went down to $300. Well, if you saved your receipts, which I hope you did, and you were able to go get that price adjustment, basically that $100 um, that you received is a windfall because you don't have to go back in the store and spend it. I, I highly advise against that. But that extra $100 you can use and put in savings and decide what you want to do with it. Um, windfalls come in all sizes and and in amounts and they are valuable no matter how much they are so even if you receive a $20 bill and a birthday card that you get that's a windfall and I think that most of us you know don't think about it and just say oh 20 bucks I'm gonna go buy two Starbucks you know but if you stop with the windfall (laughs) if you think about that 20 bucks as a windfall you will take a different approach so the key to a windfall is one identifying that it is a windfall so instead of just saying oh here's another twenty dollars i can just go buy some coffee you can say hey here's a windfall the second part of identifying um, a windfall the whole windfall principle is that you want to put that money aside and not spend it so i advocate for waiting at least 24 hours so in the twenty dollar example you receive twenty dollars in a birthday card and you, like, you say to yourself, oh, I'm not going to go to Starbucks. I'm just going to set that aside for the night. And then that gives you time to think about what could I really do with that $20? 
Um, if you're doing some longer uh, savings goals, I know $20 does not sound like much, but it adds up. You could put it there. Or let's say that you are preparing for, um, let's say that your kid has a dance competition coming up and they have costumes that they need to buy, registration fees. You may have a little envelope in your drawer where you're putting aside money for that purpose. Well, that $20 can go into that envelope and is helping with the cause. So the whole principle is really just to recognize that we all receive you know, unexpected money in our lives. And and there's such gifts in our lives that we just don't recognize it oftentimes. And then the second part is to really hold on to that at least 24 hours so you can think it through and and think about what do I want to do with this windfall? So let me tell you, now that we're all refreshed on windfalls, how does this all relate to tax season? Well, if you're getting a tax refund this year, hey, that's one of the biggest windfalls that you may get. Um, Just because it's something that you don't often know the exact amount of your tax refund, but it's something that when you get it, you generally feel like, oh, great. So that's why I classify it as a windfall. And so I'd like you to start thinking of it that way, too. And so knowing that there is this benefit with filing your taxes, if you haven't already, I'd like to encourage you to go ahead and file. So let's talk about some key things for you if you're if you're not in a situation where you're owing the government Um, that can help you to access this windfall. But before I get into that, I just want to remind you, this is uh, Tamara Hill with Lift Off Your Finances. And this is a program based on financial principles and the Word of God. And so biblical principles plus practical tips equal financial transformation. And that's what we're here every week to talk to you about. And so if you're enjoying the program and want to hear more specifically about taxes or any of the other concepts that I'm describing, go to my website, myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net, myliftoff.net. And so we have lots of great resources there to help you. So let's get back to talking about uh, those who are anticipating a tax refund, but you haven't filed yet. So um, remember, if you get a tax refund, it's a windfall. A windfall, again, is any unexpected money that you weren't planning for that comes into your life. And, you know, sometimes people get some really good tax returns. I've, I've just been asking around with um, some, some of my clients that I coach, friends and family members, and saying, how much do you think you'll get in your refund? And I've heard um, amounts ranging from $200 to $2,200, you know, and that's just in a small sampling of people that I've talked to. So that's quite a bit of money to receive in one chunk. And just as easy as it is to go to the shopping mall and blow it, you can decide, hey, wait a minute, God has given me a windfall. Let me put that money aside and think about what I want to do with it. So if you have a windfall coming your way through the tax refund, here are a few tips to help you get started if you still haven't quite filed your taxes. So the first tip is first you want to avoid procrastination. Remember, the sooner you file your taxes, the faster you can receive your tax refund. And what I have found is that especially if you're later in the tax season, the opposite has seemed to be true. Like if you're, you know, just now hearing this and doing it, it doesn't take as long to get your refund sometimes as it does if, as if you file the first day. That's not scientific. That's just kind of something I've experienced personally. So the sooner the better, whether, you know, so don't feel like I'm too late. Just go ahead and file. So now that we understand we don't want to procrastinate, no judgment here as I'm guilty of that myself, please don't forget to claim any tax deductions that you might be eligible for. 
And some common deductions that people overlook include things like home mortgage interest. I recently met a wonderful couple that was blessed to become a homeowner uh, last year. They had no idea that they could deduct the mortgage interest. And I'm so glad I met them because, wow, you know, that's a, a big chunk of money that you can write off that will probably give them a tax refund. So something very exciting that they can look forward to. The other thing that I think people don't realize is tax deductible or charitable donations. And I don't just mean, um, you know, money that you give to the church. If you're giving things to the Goodwill or Habitat for Humanity or those types of organizations, you can um, receive a tax deduction for that as well. They give you a formula for doing that. But those are things that you can also deduct from your taxes. And again, the more deductions you have, the less taxes you'll probably owe. And then the more likely you'll be to receive a tax refund. There's also the lifetime learning credit. I think a lot of people feel like if they've already um, gotten a four-year college degree, they can't ever deduct anything else. Well, the lifetime learning credit gives you the opportunity to deduct some of that, depending on your income, even if you have a four-year degree. So that's something to look into as well. So if you look at my website, I have a link that uh, shares with you some additional deductions that might apply to you. And I think that if you're uh, working with a tax preparer, they certainly will help you with that. But if you're doing it yourself, this article might help you and, and give you some things to look into when you file your taxes. The next tip for those of you who are anticipating a refund is to pay your tax preparation fees directly. So this applies directly for those who, let's say you're using something like TurboTax or something like that. Um, you'll get a chance at the end to, they'll ask you, do you want to just pay for this directly, meaning with your debit or credit card? Or do you want to have those fees pulled out of your refund? Well, you have to be careful with that and read this, the small print because sometimes even if you do choose that option, it's your money is coming out of the tax refund. It sounds easy, but there's an additional convenience fee added there. And, you know, we want to maximize that refund. So I, I would advise just to, you know, take your debit card, pay the fees, and that way when you receive your refund, it'll be the full refund. The other thing is that you often, I mean, they really encourage you to get a direct deposit to receive your refund. I think most people do this, but there are still some, for whatever reason, who don't um, do direct deposits. If you don't have a banking account, um, you know, they'll give you a debit card or some other option. But I would highly encourage you, if you don't have a banking account and you can get one or you know, you're just kind of like, oh, I don't want the government in my business. I still <laughs> advocate for, why don't you go ahead and consider the direct deposit uh, option because it'll be faster to receive that refund. And then also, if you do those debit cards or, or those third-party options for them to send you the money, sometimes, again, they charge you convenience fees. And, and you know, again, we want to maximize that refund, so you don't want to do that. And then the last thing, this goes back to our original windfall principle, you want to pray about wisdom, pray for wisdom on how to use that tax refund. So let's say you've gone through the steps, you know for sure you're going to get a tax refund. What do you do with it? Well, you know, instead of just saying, I'm going to go on vacation, why don't you take a moment to pray about that and ask God, you know what, what, what should I do? Is there something coming up that I don't know about or that I'm not thinking about? Sometimes we make commitments and in the moment we're not thinking of them. This happened to my sister. She was like, oh, my goodness, I got $1,000 one year when she was in college and and her tax refund and she bought some new outfits and a new stereo. And then the very next week, uh, she had to get new tires. She failed the, the car inspection and they said, you won't get your registration approved, you know, 
unless you have new tires. And she was like, I was so angry with myself because I had the money. I just didn't know that my tires were bad. <laughs> I mean, these are real examples. So that's why we want to pray about God. Thank you for this uh, windfall that's coming, this tax refund. But what should I be thinking about? What's on the horizon? And that's the neat thing about God. You know, he knows everything. He knows what you're going to need tomorrow. He knows what you're going to need 50 years from now. Um, so we do want to pray and ask for his wisdom on anything that we're doing with extra money or really all of our money because it comes from him in the first place. Okay, well, again, my name is Tamara Hill. You're listening to Lift Off Your Finances, and we are talking about tax season. We're already here and just giving you some tips to help you navigate that. So if you need more information, my website is myliftoff.net. You'll find more details about the 2022 tax season, as well as more information about the Lift Off Your Finances program in general. And so, again, that's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-N. FF.net. And so I, I hope you'll take a look at that and feel free to write me too and let me know what you think about the show, suggest future topics, and just let me know in general about you. So let's talk about the next part of tax season. So that's for the people. The first part, we talked about people who are ex- excited to receive a refund. But the reality is there's a lot of people who are dreading the tax season because you're afraid you owe the government. Oh, my gosh, I've been there before, and it is something to be afraid of. Well, not literally, but, you know, that can be something that can really keep you up at night. But we're going to talk through some practical tips to help you if you're in a situation where you think you may owe the government. And we have some tips from the Word of God, too, to help encourage you along the way. So the main thing is, you know, when it comes to things like this, I feel like people feel guilt or shame about it, and then you hide it. And the worst person, the worst group to hide from is the IRS because they will find you. So you don't want to hide from them. So if you do your taxes and find that, oh, my gosh, I do owe these, you know, these taxes or, you know, what I'm afraid I may keep these tips in mind. So the first thing is, and I often you'll hear me say this all the time. If you're worried, you should start praying because when you pray, you know, really, you're inviting God into the situation. And, you know, when you're praying, you just tell them the truth. I I don't know how I got here or I do know how I got here. Please forgive me and please help me to see a way out. And when you pray, you know, again, you're tapping into the greatest force in the universe. And it's just amazing how God will influence the situation and direct your steps if you ask him to. And one of my favorite scriptures that supports this is from Psalm 145.18. And it says, the Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth. There it is right there. We want to be honest, you know, and God will answer you. you. You'll just be amazed at what kind of inspiration you'll get on what to do. So the next thing is, if you are in a situation where you haven't filed yet, but you're really nervous that you may owe, don't delay filing your taxes, please. I say that because, you know, it usually takes a lot of time to do your taxes. I mean, personally, when I do mine, I try to plan it out over several days because I may start and then take a break and go back the next day to double check my work. Um, And if you're working with a tax preparer, particularly if it's a complicated situation, it's going to take time. So you don't want to delay filing your taxes. I know they have extensions and things like that, but that just kind of puts off the inevitable. So if you do feel like you owe, please don't delay. Begin the process of filing as soon as you can. The third thing you want to do is you want to ask for help. And so when I say ask for help, that's twofold. And that means that one, ask for help with filing if you need it. 
And then ask for help with paying back the taxes and fees owed. And let me explain that a little further. So let's say in the first situation, you have done your taxes. Let's say you did do them on your own. You're like, oh, my gosh, I owe all this money. You might consider asking for help with getting a second opinion. And I know what you might be thinking. You may be thinking, oh, my gosh, why would I pay somebody to tell me, I oh, I already know that. <laughs> I thought that. And you know what? Um, I actually went ahead and bit the bullet and paid someone to help me. And it turned out I had all kinds of things that I had eligible that I was eligible for. Um, I had been recently divorced, and I just heard that divorce kills your finances and your taxes. So I was just thinking the worst. Well, in reality, when I went there, you know, I, I was able to file married filing separately because of the timing of the divorce. And there were some other deductions that, you know, this tax preparer found that I didn't even know I was eligible for. So I did still owe, but I was thinking several thousand dollars and it was about sixteen hundred dollars. It was a, it was amazing. So, again, don't be afraid to ask for help if you do your own taxes and get this big number. It doesn't hurt to ask for second opinion. The second reason to ask for help or the second scenario has to do with um, if you have to pay the money back. So I would say that, you know, when you see that number, there are ways to contact the IRS because if you're proactive and you stay in contact with them, if they contact you, I, I advocate for being proactive. They often can work out different payment strategies for you uh, or payment plans, for lack of a better word, to help you pay that back. Now, they do charge you fees and penalties and stuff like that, but at least you're not, you know, in a bad standing with the IRS because, again, if you just avoid it, that's the worst case scenario because they start charging even more. Um, so you definitely want to ask for help if you need that. Again, I have more information on myliftoff.net to help give more clarity to how do you even ask for help when you owe the IRS money, but they do work with you, thank goodness. The next tip is to think about your long-term repayment strategy. So let's say that you've, you've done your taxes, you've gotten a second opinion if you need one, but the bottom line is that you do owe the IRS, and you've talked to them, and they give you a payment plan. You're in good shape. But I want you not to stop. I don't want you to stop right there. I want you to continue thinking about your long-term payment strategy. Um, so it, let's say that you owe $1,200 and the IRS says, okay, you can pay $100 a month for the next year. And you can do that. That's great. But I highly encourage you to think through what's another way that I can accelerate that repayment plan. Because even though you're in good graces with the IRS at this point, while you're making those payments, you're still accruing penalties and interest and fees. You know, they, they have all kinds of names for them, but the bottom line is there's fees. And so you want to, as much as you can, pay that, that um, payment, pay that IRS debt off as soon as possible. So what you want to do to do that is first pray about the strategy that you'll use. You know, what can I do to quickly pay off this debt? And then the other thing is, you know, I usually don't advocate for taking on new debt to pay off old debt. But maybe you pray about, you know, if you have a, access to a personal loan through your bank, can I, you know, take out that $1,200 loan where I know that the, the rate is fixed versus, you know, paying this, these monthly bills and this accruing interest? You know, it's just a lot to think about. And so that's why I say pray about it because, you know, everybody's situation is different. I don't want you to listen to me and say, Tamara said, take out, you know, a personal loan or a credit card. You really want to be thoughtful about that because, again, I typically don't advise taking out debt to pay off debt. 
But with the IRS, you want to be really thoughtful about how quickly can I get from underneath this if you can. So scripture to, to encourage you here is with James 1.5. You know, got to love James. He keeps it real. You know, if we lack wisdom, we can ask for wisdom. And then uh, Proverbs 11.14, again, it says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And, you know, I, I totally agree with that. I've, I've seen that in my life. And so just by you even listening to this, if you take the time to look at the website, myliftoff.net, and look for these resources, you're doing that. You're seeking counsel. Um, I also offer personal coaching sessions um, that can talk you through this in general. If you're really in a, in a tough tax situation, I highly advise you to talk to a tax professional. They know all the latest laws, but just some general ideas about, you know, how can you repay this and what can you do? Certainly happy to help you with that. And you can find more information about those services on myliftoff.net. But the last thing I want you to do, if you're in a situation, you you owe the IRS, you confirm that, you have a payment plan, you've thought about and prayed about, how can I get out of this debt very quickly? I want you to pray about and think about how to get out, excuse me, how to avoid owing the IRS next year. So this is not an exercise in guilting or shaming, but you really want to think about and pray about how did I get into this situation in the first place? And from my experience with coaching others and also from my own experiences, these are the most common reasons why people end up owing the IRS. One is not having enough taxes withheld from each paycheck. Again, if you're in that situation, it probably is good to talk to someone who's a tax professional so you can get that number right. Other things, cashing out your 401k when you change jobs. That's a whole other episode, but when you cash out that 401k, you really accrue a lot of penalties and interest. And that's just something that can really put you in trouble with the IRS if you don't really balance out and look at your whole uh, financial picture when you make that decision. The other thing is where I see people in trouble with the IRS is borrowing funds, borrowing funds from your current 401k if you're still working at your same job. Um, you know, there's a lot of implications with that. The other thing is if you receive unemployment compensation, you have to account for taxes with that, too. That can get you in a tax situation. A new marriage or divorce, you know, that also can put you in a situation that's a surprise at the end of the year. And then defaulting on student loans. Again, that's another topic for another day. But where, whatever the reason is, I just want you to think about that so you can avoid that for the next year. And so... Take those tips, you know, again, you can find more of them on my website, myliftoff.net, and you can get through this. You know, I've lived the tale and others, but, you know, definitely if you've been through that situation once, you definitely don't want to go through it again. At least I feel that way. So we're coming to the closing of our show, and I just thank you again for listening. Um, again, this is Tamara Hill with Lift Off Your Finances. I'd like to close us out in a quick prayer, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you, Lord, for this wisdom. I pray that you'll give us all insight on what to do for this tax season. If we're getting a refund, give us wisdom on how to use it. If we owe, give us wisdom on how to get from underneath that debt. We thank you, Lord, and pray that you continue to bless us this week. We love you. Amen. Thank you so much, and look forward to talking to you next week. 